0: Well, it is getting warm out there, which is nice, uh, makes uh, getting up and out in the morning a little bit easier, although it's still cool, and it makes that afternoon run, run just a little bit more uh, sweaty. Tuesday, May 3rd, 2022, Steven Sersky here, hope you guys are doing well, this here is my audio digest, published Monday to Friday, published uh, and posted up on my website, stephensersky.com, I keep an, an entire archive of uh, all previous episodes, at least most of them going back to about September of last year. And we are coming up to, I think it's May 11th, that is the anniversary of this Daily Audio Digest blog format uh, that uh, I initially started as a bit of a promotion and a uh, reminder to myself of what I uh, had been doing that day, notably when I was in the midst of the May You Make Your Movie Video challenge that I did last year. Now I'm doing that challenge again this year, and uh, it's uh, and it's a little bit different. I think it's uh, my focus is a little bit different this year. But last year, uh, I started challenging myself to publish different videos every day throughout the month of May, and then to sort of help promote that and to uh, keep myself honest. Basically, I had started this daily audio blog this audio digest uh, in which I talked about some of the things that uh, I was doing and how I was doing them like a sort of like a commentary on the production behind the videos as well now as we approach that date if I can find I I think I know where it is I will dig out that episode and I'll play it for you guys and I'm actually curious I haven't heard it in a very long time uh, I don't know how bad it will be so this will be a an interesting uh, walk down memory lane, and as for uh, longevity of this here uh, Audio Digest, I was thinking actually of one thing I might do is I might actually get a subscription to that Otter, a t t e r dot a i uh, platform, because it's a transcription platform that can take wave files or audio files and transcribe them. Now, it doesn't do it 100%, which is fine. I can uh, pick and choose what I need. But I was thinking, maybe, maybe, maybe. What if? What if I got that transcription? Then that way, I could either create a newsletter, for those of uh, you who don't want to just listen to my voice yammer on about things, but in creating a newsletter, I would then be able to create something to read every month. So it would be... It would be substantial, probably six or seven pages, I would think. And it would just, I guess it would be sort of a replication of what these audio digests are. Maybe a few other elements as well, not entirely sure. Uh, but I've had this idea for a while, been thinking about it. And I'll tell you, I think it is something I'd like to learn more about how to do. Uh, and it's, again, given that it's me based uh, there's no real deadline to get it done i don't really have anything else to sell Uh, so it'd be more of an experiment and sort of a uh, um, a trial to sort of figure out whether or not i would like doing something like that on such a uh, uh, regular uh, basis anyway the uh, virus case count has increased a little bit i think we've topped 400 and as i look at this map of uh, the closed off places around me, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's closing in <laughs> and it's not exactly um, what you would, doesn't look good. <laughs> Let's put it that way. It doesn't look good. And in terms of why other people have been sequestered and some others haven't, I guess what happened a couple weeks ago or uh, like a week or so ago, I can't remember exactly, Uh, what happened was that some communities seeing that this was happening they shut their doors in precaution in an effort to um, cut off any sort of transmission of the of the virus into those communities or those compounds and I guess the uh, the colleague that I have who uh, is currently in She's not in lockdown. She's been removed from her apartment. Uh, She was part of this, I guess, group of whatever's, group of people. Yesterday, I mentioned that they sort of take a a selection of people. So it's not just your test that matters. It's the test of the people around you at that time, like in the, uh, the, uh, where they put your, your vial sort of thing. And uh, I'm not entirely sure on the, uh, the, uh, uh, the specifics of that, but Something along those lines where if you are in a group of people and one person tests positive for this, then you all get uplifted, uprooted, and moved to a quarantine location. Whereas some of my other colleagues, uh, they are not removed from their apartments, but they are in lockdown. They just can't leave uh, their compounds. And I'm guessing that is was a preventative measure by the uh, community organizers or whatever, to sort of stymie the flow of the of the virus. There are more cases. There are more red dots around the Chaoyang District, especially in the southern portion of it. And my area is sort of getting surrounded a little bit. Uh, but it's still a little ways away. Even the apartments right next to me that got closed off last week they are still the only ones in my immediate vicinity that have been uh, affected by this lockdown. Uh, CBD, one of the CBD buildings got shut down uh, today or this morning or yesterday. And then the uh, the Rich Mall, the SKP, not shut down, but uh, medium risk. So it's uh, you can't go there, it's, or at least uh, it's not the best idea to uh Go there if you don't have to. Uh, You're just asking for trouble. One thing I did notice today is that the compound Bao An, who are normally very docile, playing on their cell phone or talking with their friends type, were screaming at people to sawy sow the uh, Jian Kang Bao. So basically scan the bloody QR code or we're going to keep on screaming at you. Uh, and that's, I think that's what their job is, is, basically just to make a lot of noise and make you feel very uncomfortable that someone is screaming at you. Um, spent the morning today getting through my taxes, my Canadian taxes, uh, which uh, it's, they're not overly difficult when you think Though I, I know my dad would say, yours aren't that difficult. <laughs> he used to do them in like a day, I think. But me, I take a little while longer because i am I'm not used to it. Uh, I don't do this often enough. My my dad used to do this for a lot of Canadian farmers um, for years. Uh, but for me, it's like, you know, I do this once a year. <laughs> and one thing I uh, think I'll do this year, and goodness me, I, I didn't do it today when I said I was going to do it, is I'm actually going to write a note or a letter to myself or a little explanatory uh, note, letter that would detail my thought process through going through my taxes so that way next year when I look at this and I see the numbers placed in different areas I'll be able to better understand why the numbers are there which spreadsheet or printed piece of paper I got them from because what happens is that I print it off and then I realize there's a mistake or I add something else or I change something and that's like it, it adds to a lot of hassle and trying to keep both the digital form and the paper form up to date like square with each other it's a little bit uh, a little bit tricky always and I think, of course I mean you can scan them and document them that way and archive them but it, you know having the paper version so you can have something to look at in your hands away from the computer screen you have a paper copy you're looking at your computer screen for the spreadsheet and it's like, make sure you're able to work between the two mediums. Uh, if you've never done your taxes, I think it's actually one of the things I would recommend people do. It's a pain in the ass, complete pain in the ass, to tell you the truth. By no means easy. Uh, time It is very time consuming. It's horribly confusing, but at the end of it, you will have a better appreciation for the dollar. You will have a better appreciation for your money, and as I found a better appreciation for what you as an employee or a business owner are willing or not willing to do as a part of your work. Uh, And I don't mean that you, well, now that you know this tax, whatever it is, then you won't do this. It's like, well, it just means that you have to understand how uh, these things are structured, that as much as companies and yourself, uh, because I mean, kind of taxes kind of make you a company of one to, to be honest uh that you kind of uh, have to understand how the money comes in and money goes out the the basics of taxation is very simple you make money uh, how is it put, what one of my my friends back in Winnipeg put it he's like yeah well you make money and the government takes it that's the basics of, of taxation <laughs> yes true not true uh you make money and then you pay a portion of those taxes to, to the government, who is supposed to spend that money on infrastructure and other services. In Canada, it goes towards healthcare, uh, public infrastructure like your roads, your buildings, a sewage system, things like that. You know, some you know subsidies for companies that are building those things, like telecoms and stuff, who might receive loans or grants, grants usually, uh, from the government that's where your tax dollars are going, right? So that you are in essence sort of helping pay for some of this because you are benefiting from it. Um, now, that that's not the only thing that can happen though. You can reduce your tax burden if you spend money to make your money. And it's not like you can buy Starbucks and say, well, without Starbucks, I can't do my job. It doesn't work that way, <laughs> uh, but if you uh, if if you need a cell phone for your 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 job, if you need a a uniform, or if you need to, if you're especially nowadays working at home and you need an office setup of some sort, you can deduct a portion of the money that you spent on those items for business use, and you can claim those on your taxes and that will reduce your overall tax burden. This is what a lot of people get sort of lost about and it is confusing because it's not a straight ahead deduction. My dad always said 60% was sort of the number that you went with and basically that would give the government some and it would give you some. 60% claiming and then depreciated over the lifetime of the asset or until it's worth zero, basically. Now, what does that mean? That means that if you buy a desk this year for $100 and you claim 60% for work purposes, you're saying that you use that 60% of the time for your work, so it qualifies as a business at home or work at home asset, then you put that into your tax form and you depreciate that at around, I think it's 20% over the lifetime of the asset. So that could be two, three, five years until it's worth uh, basically zero. Does that sound confusing? Yes, that's why you have software to help you out. Basically the idea is, if you spent $100, you only put $60 onto your tax as something that you can use it for uh, for, for business or for work purposes to generate an income, and of that $60, you depreciate over time, over a couple of years or so. I hope that clarifies that a little bit. And so that's a very simple example. I mean, there's other things. Uh, the one way that the government sort of um, has finessed, it's, again, it's not them always taking advantage of the little guy. It's a lot of times the businesses and the little guys taking advantage of the situation and going, oh, well, my desk... My desk has a, a a rubber attached to it that protects my shins and those rubbers are the same type as my rubber boots, therefore they're the same type of rubber and I'll declare them both. You see, you can't do that. <laughs> That's not, there's no association. So just because you're, you're using some sort of rubber uh, uh, edge on your table to help your your shins or something like that doesn't mean you get to ru- write off all of the rubber assets or rubber items in your in your home. Um, that It's a funny example, but that's sort of the way how things can start getting kind of like taken out of context. So what, what you have to do once you have decided that this desk is for business purposes in your home, you have to go through what are called asset classes and that's where you get to go sit through uh, you have to read on your government's website which class that desk uh, falls under. And for Canada, I think furniture fall uh, a desk falls under furniture, which is class 8, which I think is 20% depreciable, 20% deductible per year depreciated over time. If you're worried about keeping all these things in order, yeah, I do have spreadsheets dedicated to this stuff and the tax software itself can also help you uh, keep a, a lot of it in, in line and be able to uh, keep it sort of in order. And that's why, like with these spreadsheets and all the tax forms you're going to get from your company, uh, from your your banks, uh, your stocks and all those things, your stonks, uh, you're going to have to keep this all in order. And that's why I think this year I'm going to be able to, I should write out a letter uh, just detailing some of the things Thinks and thoughts that I've had about what, uh, uh, how I dealt with my taxes so that next year, <laughs> when I pick this up again, I will be able to uh, read this and go, okay, that's what I did here, that's what I did there. Uh, so yeah, if you've never done your taxes, it's an interesting exercise and it surely is one of those mature exercises, like you're an adult now, uh, because then you realize, you're like, damn, I worked that much for what? <laughs> Uh, Yeah, you do have to find some good sources for it because if you uh, just rely on the government websites that publish the tax information, they are very dry and they are very straightforward. Uh, They are meant to be interpreted, of course, but if you think you're going to interpret it cleverly, those rules and what's been written on the websites are in response to people who have thought cleverly before and the government caught on to them, basically. So, and by caught on, I meant... I mean, the government's like, well, why aren't we making any money from this? So that's where they have to uh, put a rule in for everybody and just say, okay, you're not doing that or you're doing that. And if you're going to do this, then you're going to have to do it this way. Um, and so that's, I, I, I suggest if you are interested in taxes or if you're not, at least get one book that talks about it in your country or of residence or of the place where you uh, uh, hail from and start reading up about it. Expats were a little bit different because one of the problems uh, that we face is that we start losing privileges from our homelands the longer we are out, notably retirement accounts. Uh, So in Canada, we have the TFSA and the RRSPs uh, and things like that, wherein if I was still in Canada, I could further reduce my tax burden by contributing to these tax savings accounts, these registered accounts, and not get taxed on that money until I take it out. What's more, in those registered accounts, I could do things like buy and sell stocks that I could make as much money as possible and not get taxed on it until I withdrew it from the account. That's the purpose of them. It's meant to encourage savings especially as you get older and you either get tired of learning or you realize maybe it's better for the young people to take over and become social media influencers or whatever the case may be maybe you're getting older you don't want to work so much so you can spend time with your family that way you're going to be earning less in your older years and depend more on the uh, the savings uh, that you've accumulated in those registered accounts that's the idea as expats typically we aren't allowed to have them unless of course you are a resident of two countries. You can be of Canada. Uh, sometimes you'll hear people of paying taxes back in Canada or having to pay the difference. And that is because they are still considered to be residents of their homelands. It comes down to how many strings you have attached. Do you have dependents? Do you have a house or a car? Does it look like you are going to return to your homeland? If not, then <laughs> uh, the government will determine you to be a non-resident and then you are saved the burden of some tax issues, but then you're sort of cut off from some of the benefits of being a resident, such as those retirement accounts. Anyway, I hope that's a little uh, uh, informative for you guys. If you've never uh, had a little tax chat, uh, there's a little bit of a introduction to taxes for you folks. Uh, may You Make Your Movie Continues. I did uh, publish something yesterday. It was a really crappy animation. I felt... It, and for as crappy as it was, I was looking at this going... Wow, that took me an hour. <laughs> I do want to work on my animation. I really do because it's one of these things where it's fun. I was using this app, uh, Flip a Clip, and I finally figured out how to make layers, so I could layer the the different uh, layers, different animations that I had going on. It's very simple, just this line draw- being drawn across uh, the screen, and then a happy face showing up at the end. But literally, it took me a long time to sort of plot that through, get everything sort of organized, Uh, it's almost embarrassing to say that it took me that long, but I mean, frame by frame, I drew all of those frames, one by one, (laughs) over and over again, so it uh, um, it was a test of my patience, but I can see the benefit of it, and I can sort of see where else I could utilize something like that. Uh, today's video was a video of the great wall, uh, from the Badaling section of the great wall from a few weeks ago. The challenge today was to create, was to, uh, cut down 22 minutes of footage into, uh, like a watchable, I, I got it down to three minutes and I think I could make it probably 2.30, but I'll publish it as it is. Um, why not? Um, I was actually surprised at how much footage I had because this one I tried to keep all of my clips very short. We're talking like 10, 15, 20 seconds. And then I, inlo- I, I uploaded, imported all of those clips. And this is one of the fastest ways I've figured out how to uh, edit a lot of clips really quickly. Import everything, put it onto your timeline, select all, and then hit duration, and put three seconds. That makes all of your clips three seconds. And that way you have an idea of what at most, your video should be uh, in terms of duration. So that uh, that's what I did. And then I went through and I started uh, cutting and finessing the, uh, the ins and outs. And then also dealing with any sort of audio issues uh, that popped up as well. Didn't get any Chinese done today, but uh, I will hit that tomorrow as well. Uh, I did get two runs in today, but tomorrow is going to be a workout day if I can for sure. Uh, but yeah, can, uh, Chinese... Test is now what uh, 13 days away. Sign up time, you know. I'm thinking if I still sign up for me uh, on May 16th and I'm able to take the test mid June, that's six weeks. I can hit that, I can make that work. I believe it's uh, especially one, especially since I kind of forgot to sign up for uh, uh, make myself available for some of my work days. So I'm gonna have some time off this month, uh, which I kind of neglected to check earlier because i was so busy panicking about ap- uh, april ap- after effects or trying to take care of it i should say anyway i'm going to leave it there folks thanks for listening show notes and tracks are available up on my website stevensersky.com. hope you guys are doing well out there keeping safe being productive eating your vegetables and staying healthy overall that will be it thanks for listening we'll talk again bye bye